dude out here gave me great friends up here you got great family i don't need nobody else for me i think um the main thing for me with 2018 probably a lot of people too can relate to is having a shit job and a shit boss (laughs) 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 so like you know when you like everybody has that first job you get after university Mm -hmm. or college or whatever and you kind of just take it because you're like whatever i just need to do this until i find what i love but i literally gave myself a deadline of one year getting one year experience before leaving and yo nobody understands okay it's hard it's hard to look for a job when you don't have a job so i was like okay i'm gonna stick with this until i find something but when you're in a job you're not gonna look for another one and jump into something that's bullshit so when you're looking for a better like position in your life that takes time so i guess what i learned was it literally took me like it took patience i learned Mm. a lot and i had to really really kind of um know myself and ask myself what would make me happy because just like school when you're working you end up spending 40 hours of your life Mm -hmm. at that place Mm -hmm. so like if you hate what you do you bring that home with you and you bring that to the people around you so for me it wasn't that like I guess that post-grad syndrome like oh my god what did I go to school for is this something that I really enjoyed is it something now but now I hated it that I waste like four four to five six years of my life doing something that I actually hate but what I realized is a toxic work environment can really make or break your that job because it's sometimes it's not even about what you're doing. It's about where you're doing it and who you're working with. Mm. So I just basically was like in a toxic ass work environment for like a good portion of 2018. But alhamdulillah, I'm out. Found something better. Yeah, better position. Better benefits. Better hours. Better life. Mm. Your girl's living and flourishing now. My skin's so much better. I love emotional. <laughs> you know what the best part is? Hmm. We can ask Lena to hang out on weekends. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, before I was working, like, whenever. Sunday night, Saturday night. Overnight sometimes. Overnight. Like, it was oh, just remember a mess. They- so now, just Monday to Friday, doing what I love, not having to deal but with bullshit. honestly, sometimes you just have to go through a rough patch to get to exactly. flowers and roses. And to kind of learn what works for you and what doesn't work mm-hmm. for you. And school is so, sorry, work is so much more different than school. Yeah, it is. You can, like, because at the end of school, you're going to, you hate that class, you're going to finish that class. You're going to finish that semester. It's mm-hmm. gone. Like, work is, like, something that's almost consistent, depending on what you yeah. do. And the people around you are going are consistent as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not something, and it also impacts your life. It impacts your livelihood. So I found that with 2018 was probably, like, I think after going on vacation and coming back was when I was like, I really have to leave. <laughs> like, on vacation, I'm like, I'm not coming back. You always like your coworkers, though. Not always. Coworkers can be really shitty sometimes. Yeah, but you don't always have to see them. Um, It depends. Yeah. If you work in... It's different for you. Wherever you work. Wherever it's different you work. for you, though, because you like... No, you... but if I don't like my coworker, imagine she's in my classroom, I oh. always see her. Okay. If we don't vibe, the whole classroom is... Well, the thing is, though, it's shambles. different when you're in, like, a... Like, a opposing coast face do you know what i mean like i was working i was working in an office and literally i would see all my coworkers. and yes you see your coworkers, but you also have like kids around you you know what i mean no the difference is um you work when you're working as a team versus you're an individual so in you you work with your class with your kids and you have like another person you work with it's a team effort but like you're in a different classroom so you're not like working as a team with those kids. Like you're not working with ten other Your people. Your co-workers all the time. aren't the only you know people I mean? no. you're interacting with. Yeah, the other children are in the same. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So when you're like when you're like in an office space or Lena interacted with customers, oh, okay. yeah, sure. Do you get what I, I mean? Yeah. Like you're always say if you hate somebody, you're always working with them. You can't mm-hmm. leave. Yeah. You're not. You're always in the same thing. Yeah. Hell, if I work with kids, I'd be like, oh, sorry, Tommy needs me. Trip, don't talk to me. But then with an office, too, you can also kind that's of, That's why like, you don't ever, like, establish relationships, relationships with coworkers. Because if yeah. you end up not liking them, they're not going to like the job. Yeah, I feel like... So just always establish a base, like, very minimal relationship. That's how I am. It's like, hey, how are you? But like, it's not about relationship. It's just about more or less not liking coworkers who don't do their job. Or who do their job go, oh badly. Oh, my God, I hate That's you. the problem. <laughs> it's so like, you're doing their job. It was Exactly. It wasn't that I didn't like them as people. It was that they They're weren't lazy. good. Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't the people I worked with really. Yeah, I can't imagine though if I had coworkers that just don't do their job. Do you remember in like undergrad, like you would like 
you would like have a team project and like you would just do their work just so you would get the marks and stuff like that but you're like okay i never have to deal with them again but like in work it's like it kind of sucks because if you let if you do it once then they're gonna get in the habit of Mm -hmm. thinking it's okay for them to do that Mm -hmm. you get what i mean that's why like i feel like when you work in places that are bigger like hospitals and things like that you especially like now where i am it's more independent so I don't actually really have to work with other people mm. at all, mm. <laughs> which is, like, which the is best. <laughs> I'm yourself. like, yeah. I do my stuff. I'm, like, in charge of what I have to do. I'm mm. the leader for, like, people will ask me questions and stuff, but I don't have to work with someone else. It's more like I'll talk to somebody else when I need advice, Yeah, mm. which is what I love, independent work. There you go. It's kind of interesting, but the thing is, like, Alhamdulillah, but like the shitty thing is when you're a nonprofit, you're always working on it with a team. Yeah. You can't ever like escape people, you know mm. what I mean? Because there's so many constant moving pieces that you're always dealing with people. Mm. So you know what I mean? Like a bad person to work with. Who? Me. Yeah, I'm girl, I'm, I'm great. It's just yeah, like imagine like, what I mean yeah. is it's like it's like it's it's like the group project from high school yeah, in real life. And it never ends. Do you know what I mean? bruh it's like literally the group projects you're working with people and there's that person who doesn't come like mm-hmm. contribute there's one person who takes over one person in the middle but that's like for life i think that just sucks yeah. what was that like katie <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is it's not even about um well, i did that's the worst part i can't even, chose, I can't even complain chose i chose to complain <laughs> but that's why you have to find what clicks you yeah that's true and i've honestly one thing i've really learned this year is like um the importance to respect your mental health in workplaces but like mental health your mood is yeah you don't want to talk to people you don't want to go out you know what i mean you just kind of want to just be by yourself because you don't want to be a negative nancy but the thing is there's not like wallahi no so when you're sad you don't want to be a negative nancy to your friends you just want to like be home and chill but the thing is yeah depends i've just how sad i am but one thing i can say i've learned from this year is putting your mental health above everything yeah because i don't like if I'm in a bad mood to bring other people down, I'd rather mm-hmm. just take myself out of it so I'm not ruining someone else's day mm-hmm. yeah. or time. I think that's my motto. You said I that be- in the ear. I become it. very, like, <laughs> if I'm sad, too. mad, whatever, you just, no, I'm good. Yeah. And then I don't try to get other people down or whatever, but you'll never know. But the thing is, people cope in different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like it's it's like if you choose to if you choose to handle it like that Mm. that's fine but at the same time you still know that your friends are there to listen to you if you do want to complain if you do Mm -hmm. want to share yeah like you know it's just knowing that like you cope in different ways but just knowing your friends are always Mm. there to listen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i don't know man but that was 2018 for me well i guess the major i guess the the major components for this Mm -hmm. year Oh my god, 2018, I gave up soda, guys. Mm. Yeah. I gave up soda, and, like, the girls know me, like, wallahi, I had an, I had a, I had a loving relationship with soda, and, like, Mm. I literally, oh my god, it was so bad, and then in, like, August, we were at Nima's house, and goddamn, that day I just, (laughs) that day I just quit soda, on the spot, I just quit soda, Mm. it's been, I've been a recovering addict for, what is it, like, Mm-hmm. Almost like five months at this point, and mm-hmm. I started drinking water. Guys, water is actually pretty great. Wallahi. Yeah. People, uh, what did I see that tweet? It's like, oh, um, you don't need a skincare routine. You don't need skincare products. You need um, water. You just need water. Wa- you just you need to drink more water, eat vegetables, and eat fruit or something and like sleep. that. And I'm like, I do all of that, but my skin is yeah. Alhamdulillah, but it's still, you know. Yeah. How's your 2018 Sarah? It was good. Do you feel like, I don't know, like anything this year changed or for next year? Mm, anything changed? I or realized, what you do next year? I realized I need to like, because I'm always busy. Like I always, it's either I'm with my friends, I'm with my family, I'm at work. I'm always doing something. I'm never just by myself reflecting. Chilling. And if I am by myself reflecting, I'm in the car. <laughs> on my way somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean and even that like I put music on or if I'm in bed I'm watching Netflix I'm just hang- like I'm never just like in my own zone Sit have my own space and just reflect have time to reflect and when I do have time to reflect I'm busy doing other things and I'm like in shambles and then I just 
I just cut all of it off. Like, I decide to not even think about it. I don't like stress. I don't want to see that. Nothing. So, I'm, like, now I realize it's healthy for you to think about certain things and not think too much about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, just give it some time. Like, give always reflect thought. on it. Try to, like, you know what I mean? Just think Work about solutions it. and stuff like that. Whatever. So, I realize it's it's healthy to be by yourself sometimes. Yes. And make time for yourself you're mm-hmm. the most important thing yes take yourself out 2018 facts that's what i was doing yeah <laughs> going to the movies by myself yeah just to think or not think sometimes or eating or just like taking you don't always have to be with people or talking to somebody yeah that's true mm-hmm. it's about learning to like um love yourself yeah i you do love yourself no you do but it's, it's like, just i love my i love my friends and their company i love my parents mm-hmm. i love my sisters it's like but then if you love yourself, why don't you ever take yourself out by yourself sometimes? Mm-hmm. Just hang out with yourself. Do what you want to do for yourself. Exactly. Like, take yourself to the gym by yourself. Or get you don't your nails have your done. Friend. Get your nails done by yourself. You don't need somebody there. Just be in your own zone. You know what I mean? I've never Work done that. Schedule. I never am by myself. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. I always have a shadow. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a firm <laughs> supporter. Yo, Wallahi, the, one of the funnest things in the world to do is go to the movies by yourself on a Tuesday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's amazing. I need to do that. I've well, never done that. I, I think it, like, Lena's done that. I, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I do it more at like 10 o'clock. <laughs> oh, okay. And okay. I just see at all night. the... At 10 at p.m.? Okay. I just see all the old That's where people. like everyone comes then. No one's there. 10 p.m. Yeah, so you would have saw everybody. <laughs> Most important thing. Oh, thank you. No, you're talking about yourself. <laughs> thank you. I mean, everybody's important. You guys believe in New Year's resolutions? No. I don't. I don't either. I don't. Because you can make a resolution any time, 365 days a year. And if you really truly believe in that resolution that you choose, mm-hmm. and you don't stick to it, like, yeah, you'll stick to it. That's it. Yeah, it's very true, Wallahi. That's why the gyms are always full I know. January. New Year's is just a way for stores to give you uh, 20% off clothes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like sports clothing. Yeah, that's it. That's so true. And July to like throw ten percent at you. Yeah, and you'll take. You don't it. have to do membership fee. <laughs> First one. Sign up free. Sign up for free. So I think like we actually all agree that we don't believe in years <laughs> resolutions. I don't believe in them per se because but it's I feel good to set goals. I get it. That, yeah, I exactly. get it. That it's a fresh start. Yeah, yes. it's good to set goals and like establish new things that you want to do. Exactly. Saying, oh my god, I have to do this by this year and blah blah. blah. I think it's good to like always take a time, a moment to reflect. For me, I don't make my resolutions in New Year's. I find that I kind of do it on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Like I find I'm okay this year when I'm twenty something. I'm going to this is what I want to accomplish A B C D. Like mm-hmm. last year when I was looking for a new job, I literally wrote down, find this in this field by this time. Mm-hmm. So it happened like a couple months later than I expected, but at least it still happened. It still happened. Mm-hmm. But it's always I think with New Year's, what's good about it. Is just that it's it kind of makes everybody more motivated, and you kind of um, I don't know you have more of a drive to really want to change your life mm. if that's the key, if that's what you want to do, or if things are going great you know maintain whatever you're doing to keep it going. That's true. And you know what sucks about goals? It's mm. like you set some people set so many. That's a yeah. And then when they pretty much don't achieve all of them they give up on everything they say whatever it's like you can't do too many at once mm-hmm. you just be a little bit more realistic yeah exactly be realistic finish one goal start the other and have steps to reach a goal mm-hmm. have a goal don't just say hey i want to be beyonce how are you gonna get there to me <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean exactly but i think that i still would it's not that i make new year's resolutions i just use new year's as a time to reaffirm what i want to do mm-hmm. AKA the most popular one. I'm not gonna lie though, I've been saying for years, I wanna lose weight. Mm-hmm. I wanna feel great. <laughs> I wanna Get go to the it. gym this many times. I wanna do this. I've been that girl that was scammed trying to go, like signing up for the gym and never going. <laughs> Both of us signing up and then we fucking suffer or cancel it. Exactly. In like two months, $100. Exactly. Or I'm just getting charged all that money and I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because we, so, were, we, were, we didn't make yeah. have a plan. I think the thing is with weight is such a touchy subject, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like 
it's not a one-size-fits-all thing for everybody, you mm. know? Because it's so funny. Sometimes when you look back at old pictures, I'll be like, I thought I was big then. You do not know who you are now, sis. Thanks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean like, ow. <laughs> but no, I mean like when you, sometimes like, it's just, I don't know. With it's, weight, like, it's like, it's so psychological. It's, it's literally mental. Yeah. Everything is. Mm-hmm. If you always thought you're big and you all of a sudden become the skinniest person, you still have you a complex. You still think you're small. I yeah. mean, you're so big. A lot of it is psychological. Exactly. Weight loss, a lot of the time, is very psychological because you're you're changing physically, mm-hmm. but, but mentally you're, you're the, the same. same. You still think that yes. you're right? Like, and the, I think also like a lot of like social media portrays like yeah, everyone's more body positive and stuff now. But honestly, the most popular people are the ones who are like literally fit, fake boobs, whatever. Or it could be like the most popular hijabi like influencers are always tiny. There are some that are I love that are like bigger like things like that, but at the end of the day, the predominance is always someone on the thinner side. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gets in your head sometimes. You're like, hey, maybe I can't wear that because I don't look like her. But you have to kind of you know, you can't lose weight for anybody else or for anything. It has to be a first of all, talk to your doctor or something. For, first, figure out like if you're healthy because not every weight is healthy mm-hmm. but just because you're over a certain weight doesn't mean you're unhealthy either you know but like as well mm-hmm. like there's there's like how to explain it it's like you know what's so funny like people will always like they'll look for like the quickest solution or mm-hmm. it's like how do you lose weight in like 15 pounds and you'll search reddit and you'll see it's all these diets and stuff like that and it's like it's true that people will look for quick fixes or things that they can like their body okay keto for example right Mm -hmm. you it's high fat high protein low carb you force your body into ketosis things like that so Mm -hmm. people say a lot of the time when you go out of keto you're gonna gain all the weight right back Mm -hmm. and a lot of people say keto is not even healthy for you Mm -hmm. so it's like people will look at it and it's like it also your weight loss and stuff like that has to be sustainable right yes the right diet is the one that you can do for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just about... It's not about, like, a couple months, I'm a loser. No. Because that's why it's always better to change... Mm-hmm. What do they say? Your lifestyle. Uh, exactly. Like, your... And your eating habits. Because, yes. like, the thing is, it's, um... Right? They say it's 90% what you eat and 10% exercise. So, it's, like... I'm not saying, like, never eat... Okay, never eat, like, a burger again. No one's saying that. But it's, like, just it's learning that you can't... Exactly. Not doing it every day. You can't have it every day. Mm-hmm. Not eating out every day. You can have a cheat day, not a cheat week. A treat day. Treat day. Treat Treat yourself. Oh, one day. I feel like for myself, my goal is not to be a certain size. It's to be comfortable Mm -hmm. in in how I feel. Mm -hmm. It's not even about, like, I want to be this tiny or this XYZ pounds. It's I want to feel comfortable in my skin. And I need to pack lunch every day. And <laughs> meal prep. And meal prep. Because, mm-hmm. like, honestly, it's so easy to eat out. And I feel like, for example, in high school, we didn't eat out. Mm-hmm. Right? You go to, you leave high school, you eat out all mm-hmm. the time. You don't know how to budget your money. You know what ruined our life? What? That you're on of? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the you chips. Guys, I would just go to her. I would bring $50 to school to get a Coke. And a bag of chips. You had coke for breakfast. <laughs> this girl would literally come to school, chug a whole can of coke, and for bring breakfast. a dollar out of a bag of chocolate for us. <laughs> and her metabolism never failed her. Yeah, so funny. Yo, our metabolism did not fail us in high school. I ate like garbage. My metabolism, my failed me in my twenties. <laughs> but you know, I'm saying having being able to drive. Yeah, that too. Drive through is the devil. How many times am I on the phone with someone and I'm like, hold up, give me a second. And I'm going to drive through. Drive through. I don't Uber Eats at all. But yeah, Mm -hmm. no. In summary, yeah, for me, it's definitely just to become comfortable and to start eating more at home than out. And it's also so hard. Well, learning, it's not the number on the scale necessarily, it's how you feel. For real. And as Mm -hmm. well, 
your the what your weight looks like on one person isn't going to look like on another person. Yeah. So if someone is like one forty, it might look one way on one person, one person a different way. Even if you're the same height, yeah. it'll proportion itself out differently. Like your body shapes are different. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're like losing weight, you have to relearn your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You might be the type of person who loses it all in your thighs. You might be the type of person who loses it all in your arms, all in your um, abdomen, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting when you're losing weight, you have to relearn your body and relearn how your body loses weight. You know what I mean? And I know it sucks to say, and no one wants to hear this, the way you're going to lose weight best is eating clean and going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It freaking sucks. I swear, mm-hmm. there's no one on this earth that hates cardio more than me. Mm-hmm. Bum ass still does it. Because you, it, that's the only way it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think goals are good, though. No, like, goals are always good. For example, I feel like everyone sets the goal to lose weight in New Year's. Or when they have like a wedding coming up, or when you're gonna be part of a mm-hmm. wedding party, and or when your friend is getting married, girl, it's literally like I feel like that's it's always like, oh my god, I need to get a dress, and like I need to fit into this, blah blah. blah. It's just like a whole cycle. You're mm-hmm. like starting to count out the months and the days and the weeks <laughs> <laughs> until you can like you're mm-hmm. like, how much can I lose in X amount of time? Mm-hmm. But but you have, but like we almost realized that wedding season as a whole. Alhamdulillah, we're in December. Alhamdulillah. Because wedding season doesn't really start until spring. Basically, spring comes every year. It, mm-hmm. like, haunts you. It haunts you? Wallahi, it haunts, it you. haunts you. You know, Drake said, work all winter, shine all summer. Mm-hmm. But, like, honestly, like, I feel like there's so many things to learn about, like, Somali weddings in, like, particular. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, like, when it comes to the topic, for example, of, like, getting ready for a wedding. I feel like hijabis in wedding season is, like, such... It's harder. Because you, whenever there's a wedding, is it mixed? Is it all girls? If it's all girls, then you can do your hair and whatever. If it's mixed, then it's like, oh, I have to find something to wow, wear the with. Wow, the men. Wow, the men. Something to match a hijab to match the dress. <laughs> <laughs> but no even that for example like in somali culture i'm not i don't know if it's somali culture but it's like acceptable for if you wear a hijab to not wear one at a wedding yeah mm-hmm. like it's so common and for hijabis say if you're a hijabi who's getting married then it's the question of if i have a mixed wedding am i gonna wear a hijab with it am i gonna wear or I'm not. Am, am I going to not wear a hijab in my wedding so you can, like, look like the bride that you always wanted to look like? Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh, I wear hijab my whole life. What's yeah. the point of not wearing it at my wedding? Like, uh, I've so many people, I think, go through that dilemma. Mm-hmm. No, like, it is true. And I feel like there's so many topics, like, even within, like, weddings and, like, the whole topic of weddings, right? There's even, like, do you, like, you kind of said, like, are you going to wear hijab or are you not going to wear hijab? Are, are you gonna you, play music? Are you not, not gonna, gonna play, play music? music? Are you going to have a mixed wedding? Are you not gonna have a mixed wedding? Are you? There's just a lot of things to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's kind of um, a decision that's so personal, mm-hmm. and it involves it is something that doesn't just involve you. It starts involving your family mm-hmm. because it kind of sets the tone for how the wedding is going to be sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like there's so many, like, okay, like, let's just run through the different elements mm-hmm. or the different, okay, like, okay, let's just run through the different elements and aspects of a wedding, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the first thing. Are you going to have a mixed wedding or are you not going to have a mixed wedding? I think if you have really close male relatives, it's important to have them a part of the wedding, but you also have to consider your female relatives' comfort level. And your in-laws. And your in-laws. I think also budget kind of plays into that as well. Mm. Um, if you don't have, don't necessarily have a lot to spend on, can you entertain that much people? Many guests, like yeah, lots of guests. Because it's not just 150 women anymore. You It'll be like men. Exactly. Because it's never that much men that come, but that's a whole nother addition of tables you have to add. Decor, so, like, that'll be like the... the decor and everything. That'll be like 
thirty percent of the wedding. So that's an increasing cost of like thirty percent, which can it, be thousands. It's true. It depends on like the person, because like you guys know, like I literally, I don't have a choice. Like I'm yeah, like I'm like I I'm going to have a wedding, and I'm saying this as like we're literally recording in my house. Like I literally have four brothers and so many male cousins. Like all my first cousins live in Ottawa. My whole family lives in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So like I want to have my cousin my brothers there. I want my dad there. Because for me it'll be like awkward like that my brothers can never see my wedding video. Or for example, like I'll be out on like a Friday night and like if I'm out on like if, if like my brothers are out on a Friday night and people are like, oh isn't your sister getting married today? Like think about how awkward that would be. How weird that is. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Sarah? Would you like have a if you had a wedding, would it be mixed? Only at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want my husband to be there so we can take like the photos and like he can, uh, we can dance in front of all like our mm-hmm. family and stuff and we mm-hmm. can all take. Yeah, pretty much the pictures together. Yeah, because usually what we what like people do during the day is have the pictures taken, mm-hmm. but some people do their nikah the same day. Yeah, so you don't have time and you have to get ready and do all this yeah. and whatever. So it's like a lot of things happening. But then not gonna be a moment taking pictures, whatever. So then you're gonna have to go somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I would love to just have the men just at the end, but not in the beginning. So like a hybrid. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like the wedding is all girls from the beginning, and then at the end, not like non male. It's just gonna be him and your relatives, but not like non Muslims, I guess. No. It would be him, his friends, whoever he chooses to bring. Okay, so it's just completely yeah, mixed honestly, at the end. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, who like whoever he chooses to bring. Like my dad's gonna be there, my brother's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. But like and he can bring whoever know. he wants. Yeah. Like I've been to weddings where they'll be like, Oh, then they'll like announce the person who's um what's it called hosting the wedding. Mm-hmm. They'll announce it and be like, um, you know, put on your hijab if you wear one. There's blah, blah, coming blah. In. Yeah. yeah. I've been to like a lot of weddings where they uh, make those announcements, which is good. Mm-hmm. I find that these days more often I go to weddings where that is what they do and usually the best people twerk. And I'm like, hang up. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because like sometimes when it's all girls, it's not that it's not, if it's all girls, it's fun. Like all girls wedding, all girl weddings are fun. But it's I can see for the bride though not having her husband there, is like weird. It's like you're me. having this whole entire party without your other half. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a day to celebrate you, both of you, your unions. Right. Both but it's just you. you. But it's just you. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like I. But never... some people do do it though. Like I don't knock them. Yeah. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. But some some of them don't have pictures taken or if they do they don't hire like a serious photographer or all that or if it's even not about the pictures but you don't have those moments exactly. but isn't it like awkward even if it's women only that like your spouse can never see so many of the photos yeah because he can't you don't want him yeah yeah exactly yeah but if it's just women only wouldn't you do like a photo shoot with him no but i'm saying photos of the wedding have photos of the actual wedding i don't think guys care that much yeah but i would think guys that would not care if he knew wrong. that majority of the girls wore hijab and no, they were taking yeah you can to never see the wedding video that. and stuff like that's that that's what it is but honestly i, think I don't if think you take a picture care, the thing is i think if you're taking pictures be prepared for it to be shown everywhere for real like yeah. if you take a picture with a hijab you're consent not i'm not saying you're not you're consenting but like when you go to a wedding and you know the photographers if you don't want people to see without hijab you wear hijab the whole time and you don't take pictures without a hijab mm-hmm. honestly even mm-hmm. the whole thing about like oh like like don't take pictures of the bride, blah, blah, blah. It's nice to announce that and say that, but at the end of the day, when you step out of your house, just be prepared for everybody to see the way you set, left your house, mm-hmm. not the way you want them to see you. And there's also another thing about hijab, hijabis that kind of, like, irritates me. Um, it's like, you wear the hijab, right? Mm-hmm. Hijab is your whole body as well, yeah. right? It's like, That's don't wear something spandex tight, like, I can't even peel it off your skin. And wear a hijab just as a shawl on top, or you know what I mean? A see-through like, jadat with a turban, exactly. Like, and your legit pole bra. Showing. What is your absolute point? Like, what are you trying to make? It's like sometimes it's like the girls that don't wear hijab have their hair out, but their body covered. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, is it backwards? I, like you're saying basically like don't knock girls that don't wear hijab at weddings. Exactly, because then... some of them majority are the ones that are covered. 
Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of girls that don't wear hijab are all covered. Agreed. Yeah. You take them out of the wedding. You put them on the street, and they're wearing a turban. They're not going to wear a t-shirt or a sushi bira and a bra mm-hmm. on the street. Yeah, exactly. us. They will consider themselves naked, but it's okay when they're in a venue. They're at a wedding. Yeah. And there's guys there. Seeing my and you have a full kitchen. chiffon hijab, you know but you're legit. It's like, what do you call it? Fashion Nova booty. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. So many pictures I've seen like that. Yeah. Full chiffon hijab, but every you can see there's nothing left to the imagination. For real. And then they knock other girls saying, oh, she didn't wear hijab to the wedding. Excuse me, did you? <laughs> Sweetie, come on. Did you? Yeah, for real. Mm. It's funny because other people like to blame other people. It's like, worry about yourself because you're only going into your own grave. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. You're yeah. not taking anybody else with you. Exactly. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Do what you got to do, and I'm going to do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. You don't know my relationship with Allah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And after I say that, I don't wear hijab <laughs> to mix weddings. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm eventually, of course, working on it, but like, I'm not one of those girls to be wearing skin tight stuff and like mm-hmm. be like booty out and everything. Yeah. Like, I try to respect the hijab. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I go to like weddings and stuff, I like to dress up. I like to like have my hair out and everything, whatever, but I'm not wearing a see through. You know what I mean? I think it's more acceptable in Somali culture because literally all our mom's friends and whatever, they'll they literally all do wear, it. They they all wear do a jabab it. in the streets and then they're literally in the salon weddings. for a wedding and legit have rollers and everything and they go out and they are they have a good time and they dance to the Somali music exactly. and they come back. I feel like um, it's just like it's just like for mixed weddings if you're not wearing a hijab but you're still covered in your body, your hijab isn't just... Your what head. you cover your head it's literally how your you act mm-hmm. and your entire body mm-hmm. but as you grow older you get more you get less judgmental mm-hmm. like i feel like you just kind of learn you're like it's life it's their body it's my body everyone has their own like autonomy mm-hmm. and it's also just hijab isn't just what you're wearing on your head it's how you're acting Facts. like because mm-hmm. it's literally i'd be back in the day when i used to take a bus like sitting there and there'll be hijabis in the back yelling mm-hmm. and screaming and loud and like cussing and I'm not saying that I'm perfect either but like if you're acting like that in public and you're wearing a full skirt hijab everything is that really hijab how you're acting right mm-hmm. they're young too right so. yeah everyone's young mm-hmm. and it's like you're young you're it's entitled like you, to make your mistake yeah you put the hijab on without knowing what it means yeah mm-hmm. but for how about um when you have a wedding, the topic of music, because mm-hmm. there's this, there's like a group of people who'll say, if you have music at your wedding, you're starting your marriage off haram. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say that. What do you guys think? I'm not gonna lie and sit here and say, oh, music is halal. It's not. We know it's not. Mm-hmm. But like, am I gonna have music at my wedding? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I'm not even gonna say no. Like, I probably will. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I have you. We've been to weddings that they had music. But it wasn't instrumentals. It was a cappella. A cappella. It wasn't the same, though. Yeah, I feel like we've all been to, like, we've been to, like, weddings where it's, like, women only, no music. Yeah. We've been to weddings where it's women only, music. music. And then we've been to weddings that are, like, full out, like, mix. mix. And music, yeah. You know, and music. And it's, like, at the end of the day, like, everyone has their own relationship with the religion, their own relationship with the ilahiyo. I'm not going to lie and sit here and be like, no, if you have a mixed wedding with me, Full on music and a DJ that's cur- that's super halal. I'm not gonna sit here and say that. It's not. But I know I like I'm like I'm just inshallah I may may I grow close to Allah Taala. But I'm mm-hmm. gonna have a mixed wedding because I want my brothers and my cousins there. There's I want culture a and there's religion. It's true. It's also the it's also the fact that sometimes um, bride and groom are considering whether or not they're guests will enjoy their wedding if there's no music that's true so that's also something that they will consider so for example someone cannot necessarily um could have a good relationship with allah and and not necessarily want to have music at their wedding for religious purposes but um may decide to have music on because their friends are insisting Mm. you know it's not a current wedding without music so that's true there's that too 
inspiration because the kids look at how they're going to stand, dance with their parents. This family members are saying, what do you mean you're not going to have music? And exactly, stuff like that. yeah. And there's also family members that will say to you, why are you like having music? And then there's the issue of when you're getting married, right? I'm not going to sit here. It's like, it's usually the girl's decision. Like, usually what happens is the girl's family's decision. Mm-hmm. Not to say, though, that you shouldn't respect your in-laws because, of course, these are going to become your parents. You should love them and respect them as your parents mm-hmm. and respect his family at the same time. Yeah. But it usually falls to the girl's decision what happens. And the guy, yes, most times, right? So I'm saying, like, that it usually comes down to her family plans yeah, yeah. and decides things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you also do want to take into consideration not to like piss off your in-laws or like start something because if the girl's family like wants music but the guy's family is like super duper religious there's some cases where like the guy's family will literally walk out of the house or, yeah like, it happens like it's that. true i've seen that happen actually yeah, yeah. that actually happened um and like exactly so like that's like at the same like if i'm like to the extent that i'm like actually gonna like put friction on something that's gonna like be a part of something for the rest of my life then like it's not worth it do you know what i mean or it's the situation of you talk to it's about communication you tell them you're like hey this is important to me i want this there and either they respect it and you choose to respect that or Mm -hmm. they don't respect it and you choose to respect that but one is one night worth causing friction in your family for the rest of your life no no i have a question for you then yeah if you're getting married yeah you've already decided that you want to have music at your wedding yeah your spouse has decided he does not yes what are you gonna do we're gonna have a conversation yeah like i think i think honestly i think honestly even when you're like Mm. getting to know someone like you can usually like gauge like um like like how they practice stuff Mm. like that so i feel like it's important to even have that conversation before sometimes though you can't tell like no but i think i think it's sorry lola go ahead no, no, no. I was going to say, like, sometimes it may not be that person's decision or that person really doesn't want it. Yeah. It may be, like, their family doesn't yeah, want it Yeah, that's well. very true. Because, like, for example, if, like, if you're getting to know someone and you're like, hey, like, I want a mixed wedding. It's important to me. I have, like, I have brothers. I want my dad there. Things like that. And then he's like, oh, I'm super cool with that. But my parents aren't going to be cool with that. Like, my mom yeah. or my dad is are not going to be cool with that i'm not like you know it's not me like i know for sure my mom's not or my dad isn't going to be mm-hmm. cool with that then it's like the conversation of like you know you at that point have to have that conversation or you he tell him compromise. you have to tell him and like he has to talk to his mom and you guys have to have a dialogue in order to come to a median but at the same way i'm gonna respect her as i would respect my mother ultimately typically in, in my culture the wedding the, the decision does come to the girl and her family what she wants but at the end of the day i'm going to do my best to respect my in-laws and come with a good meaning i think it's because the wedding involves not just you two it involves a family yeah you would have to talk with your family and their family and decide how it's going to kind of go because only from when you involve everybody mm. and everybody kind of like as adults says what they want and they are on the same page that's when you're not going to really have those arguments and fights yeah and like when you talk about it you can like maybe compromise and say you know we'll have music after the you know the after the quran reading and the what do you call it again like you know how they do that in weddings they have the quran in the beginning <laughs> right. then they have the barambur and then they go, mm-hmm. has no shit. And then they turn on the music. <laughs> <laughs> and then whoever is, like, more religious, they got to enjoy and see the bride and talk and have the full, like, cultural mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. And, then, and then they go home. Yeah. Or, you know what? The one thing, like, I, like, for me, myself, um, hypothetically, let's just say the guy's family is, like, super, not super religious, but, like, let's just say, okay, I'm, I wear hijab, right? Um, and, like, I want a mixed wedding. So if I have a mixed wedding, I'm going to wear hijab, right? Mm. And if I do, then at the same time, though, I don't want to wear hijab the whole time, you know? So for me, I kind of figured out that, inshallah, when I do get married, I will, for maybe like the first hour, hour and a half, I'll make it women only. Mm-hmm. And like at that point, you can have like, um, you can have like, okay, like Quran reading, like Layla said, or you can have like, say, which is like, um, mm-hmm. like uh, it's like, bra- 
remember what it's like what um people from like Borna do and like you know do Sayleri and then after that's done like you know people like you can do like where the bride dances with her friends and her family and they're playing Somali music and you're not wearing hijab right and then let's just say like that's an hour hour and a half and then right before the dinner you make it mixed right so you reserve a few tables for the men who are who are in your family or his friends or whatever and that way they have somewhere to sit and at that point it becomes mixed mm-hmm. that way you kind of get the best of both worlds like you know you get to slay with your you know your hair down and kind of like play some live music and have fun with your friends and your friends mm-hmm. don't have to wear hijab but at the same time you still get to like have a mixed wedding you know yeah i feel like as long as like you compromise and stuff like that you can get what you both want yeah it's just about communicating that's very true the body is, and you have to communicate from like i you have to communicate from the get-go right mm-hmm. no but like honestly some of my weddings these days are like so different than like the way my mom actually they're not that different my mom found it really funny i was saying to her the other day i was like boy i need to get up for a wedding or something and my mom's like it's so weird to me that like because i guess it like became a pattern because my mom when she used to go to weddings here in ottawa in like the late 80s early 90s no one wore dress everyone wore dresses mm. everyone wore dresses and then it became the culture to start wearing cultural clothing again so everyone wore dress but now at our age there's two types of weddings mm-hmm. there's a dinner wedding or a dress wedding mm. i think that's starting to become more of a trend these days to wear like nordstrom dresses that yeah. weddings mm-hmm. i don't know if i would necessarily wear them to a french wedding um it just looks so pomish yeah <laughs> i know and dress just feel are so easy yeah you know how much money i spent on inaya mm. do you know how many because inaya dresses are like fairly modest but they're not like they're like pretty on trend and stuff like that those dresses went up I, yeah like i'm spending like 150 200 on each one mm. right and stuff like that but it is true like you'll hear about a wedding you'll be like is it a dress wedding or a dinner wedding like i'm going to a wedding tomorrow it's a dress wedding mm-hmm. like i ain't got no choice mm. you know i don't know it's just it's funny to see how the times change it does change do you guys um do you guys believe in like having those traditional aspects that are not really in your culture in weddings like um a wedding ring having like the whole first dance and whatnot because those aren't technically somali or even somali girls wearing saris at the wedding yeah or even like wearing a white dress that's not that's not like somali typically like people some people might wear hijri or dakan which is like the traditional somali clothing where you red wear red and orange but a lot of girls nowadays i've seen them take like so Somali weddings, if like any of our listeners aren't Somali, you typically wear, and not just that, Islamically, a lot of people wear green or red, but typically you wear like a green derek or hijri or dakan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So sometimes girls these days, though, they take the green dress, and instead of wearing green, they might wear blue, they might wear red, or they might wear a sari instead. Even to Layla's question, I think it's very, it's easy when you're getting married, it's so easy to follow that narrative that everyone has. Mm. There's always a storyline at a wedding where you walk in, you're wearing that white dress, and mm-hmm. you guys have your first dance, and mm-hmm. you cut the cake. For me, personally, I do not, I wouldn't feel comfortable having a first dance with him. Like, <laughs> stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't need to dance with you. Over there. But, I wouldn't be surprised if, like... They forced it? Yeah, because, again, it's it's just a narrative, and it's like, if you're not doing those things, what are you guys doing at your wedding anyway? Yeah. Dancing. What are you, I mean, yeah, you, but you, you dance. What's the difference between you guys dancing by yourselves and you dancing with others? Because it's always a slow dance. So? And it's in front of people. That's Whenever I watch movies and stuff, couples practice their first dance. Yeah. They legit get dancing they do, lessons. Because they've been dating for years. Like, you need to, like, practice and be like, listen, arm placement here arms here oh no we're not like, condoning practicing yeah. if you're not married that's no i'm saying not. this is after she's talking about white uh, this is after you know you have the whole nikah and stuff and you you're married so you just practice in public at a dance studio i'm yeah. saying this is what adans do oh yeah okay this yeah. is not what we do but i'm saying from what that's why when you practice it looks nice that's not like but Layla, Layla. when fobs do have first dances <laughs> and when i say fobs i mean people who are like trying to date halal and it's the first time actually being together in public i don't think them going through dance lessons 